ready for the 2-2 two -two to Woodson, and here it comes, and it is swung out and missed. Welcome back! How you doing tonight, Ed? I'm doing good, man. How about you? Uh, I'm doing alright. Yeah? Yeah, alright. Yeah? Not, not great. No? Not bad. Doing alright. What? I mean, that's good. Yeah, it's better than not being good. That's true. That's uh, 100% true. Now, there is one thing I gotta say, though. Oh? It's been a good week! It for these been. Cincinnati Reds, it, it has been they, a winning streak. Um, it's unprecedented. Precedented. Born in the punctuation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, good God, I'm just getting right into it, just because it's been so Let's exciting. Do Let's do uh, it. We've been we've been begging this team f to be excited about something. Here we are standing at 34 and 46 right now. When you start 8 and 27, 34 and 46 is pretty damn good. It's looking amazing. Uh, just some of the numbers that come out real quick. Uh, we're 12 and a half games back behind Milwaukee right now. Right. I don't see us catching Milwaukee or whoever's at the top of the division, and that's okay. But we're nine games back on the wild card, which... You keep winning the way we're winning right now, and that's still... I mean, we're in single digits on that. That's not crazy. No. Um, we've won 12 if, of our last 15. Right. We had the seven-game win streak, which included two series sweeps, might I add, of the Detroit Tigers and those Chicago Cubs led by that bum Anthony Rizzo. He is a bum. His back probably really hurts right now. I was downtown on uh, Saturday night eating at a nice little restaurant. I can't remember what it's called. Whiskey and Biscuits or something like that. It was delicious. By the way, check it out. OTR. And this uh, family came walking in. Dude right. had a Rizzo jersey on. Did you tell me he was a bum? I so wanted to be like, <laughs> how's your back, dude? Like, how you doing? Like, you sleeping in the beds here okay? Or what's what's going on? Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we got, we got pitchers hitting grand slams. Um, Disclafani hit a grand slam in the third game against Saturday the Chicago night. Cubs. And that was the first time that had been done since, what, 1956? Something crazy. Um, the four-game sweep of Chicago, I believe, was the first time that that's been done in a four-game series since 1983, uh, which is before I was born. Um, they hadn't swept the Cubs in a series at all since 2013. Um, there's a lot of good things going on. Uh, Michael Lorenzen hit a home run. Um, we got today Joey Votto getting tossed out of a, a game. Like these guys are passionate; they're not giving up. In the fourth game against Chicago, there was a seven game or seven run seventh inning. That's crazy. Like they're not giving up. I love when Joey Votto gets tossed out of games. <laughs> I think it's happened like seven or eight times in his career, or something. something Listen, crazy. man. If Joey Votto Most of the time says it's from arguing balls and strikes, right? And if Joey Votto says it was a ball, it was a it was a damn ball. All right. It wasn't a strike. I saw something on the internet today um, that said it was yeah. like a, a stat tracker um, that said like the the ball that he was arguing today that was, was it called a strike uh, is called a strike sixteen percent of the time. It was like two point eight inches north of the strike zone, 
And, uh, I mean, clearly he had an argument. Just, there's just haters, man. Haters in the building. They're drinking that haterade. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. I can't remember the rest of it. It's Drake. It's I know it's Drake. Do, 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 no? Yeah? Anyway. I'm going to cut um, that out later for going <laughs> to use it. And, that's fine. On a soundboard. That's that's fine. Oh. Um, so, yeah, we have uh, we got four games coming up at home against Milwaukee, and that's going to be a tough series. Um, we got three at home following that against the Chicago White Sox. So we got a chance against the White Sox at the very least, and you got to take – I mean, if you want to continue to have good things to say about this club, you at least have to take two of four against the Milwaukee Brewers. If you can take a third, that's just icing on the cake at this point. That's true. But we took two of three from the Atlanta Braves, and we were supposed to do that. They're leading their division. We took a sweep from the Chicago Cubs, who are in second place. We weren't supposed to do that. So, I don't know. There's a lot of things going really, really well on this team. Uh, the bullpen's been lights out. Amir Garrett's having a career year. Um, all the guys are starting to hit. Billy's above 200. Duvall's above 200. They're hitting the ball really well. Suarez, Winker, Shebler, all these guys are hitting the ball really, really well. Joey Votto is finally coming around. I I think he's still flirting right around that 300 mark, but it's not going down. It's not really going up, but he's hitting home runs. I think he had a grand slam, didn't he? Yeah, um, Friday night? Something like that. Friday afternoon? I think it was an afternoon game. Yeah, so these guys are beating the, the... they're beating this ball. It's about time. We've been waiting for it. It's a turnaround. And the pit, the starting pitching's been great. Harvey's been great. Yes, he has. That's been a wonderful trade for us. Which brings up, is he gone at the trade deadline, or do we try to do we do we roll the dice and see if it works out for I the mean, rest I of the year? I think you have to have that year. conversation before you even get to the trade deadline. I'm sure they're having the conversation now. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you got Disco finally healthy and doing some things. Um, Castillo, Romano, they're, you know, coming around on their own. Right. Um, and then, you know, you got uh, Malley, Tyler Malley, who's doing all right himself. So, at this point, you know, you got Homer Bailey in Louisville. You have Brandon Finnegan in Louisville. There's no room for either of them. So much, in fact, that Brandon Finnegan has since been moved to the bullpen, which is where he came. Yes. When he came to us from yes. Kansas City, he was in the bullpen his first year as a major league player. So that's not crazy for him to be in the bullpen. Um, Homer Bailey, though, this dude's in Louisville getting rocked. He, in his last outing, went for six innings pitched, 86 total pitches, Seven earned runs, ten hits. He's not good. It's not good. In the words of Marty Bridman, it's not looking good. There's no room in the end for Homer Bailey. He's not going to come back up. The only way you bring him up is potentially in a bullpen role, but I can't imagine he's anything less than a cancer if he right. comes back up here. I mean, he's already willing to not. He has said point blank in I an interview, I will not be effective I will in the not bullpen. be in the bullpen. Bye-bye. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Just pay him. Who cares? Either way, you're out the money. Put him in a uh, the same role that the Mets put uh, Harvey in where they designated him for assignment. And if somebody wants to pick up the contract, great. If not, what are you out? Bye-bye. You're, you're winning without him. Exactly. 
There's no reason to bring him. You were, you you were, were literally, he him. was literally a reason you were losing. He was pitching so poorly. We were winning without him two years ago and the year before that. I just say you cut ties. It sucks that you have that much money invested in this right. guy. It sucks real, real bad that right. you have that much money invested in this guy. But designate him for assignment. If somebody wants to pick him up, great. If not, great. If not, he'll just take his even, money and go hunting. Even offer to pay for eight-ninths of the con. Who cares? If you can get anything back anything for this dude. Anything at all. Because, truth be told, I didn't think there was any trade value for uh, Mesoraco. That's true. And we I got, thought he was damaged we got goods. Harvey out of it. I thought he was damaged goods. So I don't know. One man's trash is another man's treasure. treasure. And Homer Bailey is our trash. And we need a treasure. It's time to take him out to pasture. Otherwise, if we can't, if we can't get anything, let him ride off into the sunset to his little ranch in Texas. Texas Forever Street. Texas Forever. Uh, but let him go back to Texas. Who cares? We'll see you later. Yes, sir. Take your little arrow tattoo and get out of here. Stop. Um, the other news for the Reds, it's bad news. Nick Senzel is done for the oh, season. that's right. Yes, he was. He, yes, he tore is. a ligament in his finger, and we will not see him up. Now, what that does mean is at the trade deadline, I think at this point, Scooter Jeanette is untouchable. That's a good point. Think about that. You cannot bring Senzel up to take his spot. That's so... I think we're going to, for, for you Billy, Scooter man. fans out there, um, and he's he's won me over for sure, um, I, I think you got to keep the kid around. It could be Billy then. I don't know who it's going to be. There's there's some people saying we might actually be buyers if we continue to win like this. Where do we get the money? I mean, you trade some kids. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what the That's answers are. That's a good point. Um, Somebody said uh, today, I believe somebody for MLB.com today was saying that Matt Harvey might end up a Yankee. Interesting. Um, but I think there's some value there. He went, what, six and a third, six and two thirds today, something like that. And, uh, yeah, he had a great show. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about what they're putting together. And I would, honestly, at this point, until they start losing, I'd hate to break up the chemistry. That's true. Including bringing up one Homer Bailey. Like, you just don't do it. We don't do it. Anyway. Um, so moving on to other topics here, um, FC Cincinnati still in first place. Yes. Still got 30 points. They got still in the MLS. (laughs) They, not yet. They will be. Well, I mean, they're still in the USL. We're basically, (laughs) we're not. Oh, um, we got a five point lead on Louisville still tonight. There's a game. Um, it's actually going on right now against, uh, last place Toronto FC two, um, Saturday, there's a game um, on the 30th at 7.30 um, at home against the Ottawa Fury FC. Uh, they're in 12th place. Um, news this week, uh, we got a new practice facility. Yes. Um, it's going to be in the Milford Park. Shout out Milford. Um, that's This is literally your neck of the woods, Ed. Literally, I used to play softball at Expressway. I've played there as well. I mean... I wasn't good, but I was there. Same. Yes. <laughs> I got a uh, couple fights there. I actually won't miss Expressway. I still don't understand why, as a player... You have to pay $7 to get in? Tell me how that makes sense. Dude, don't worry. You get 50 cents back. Okay. That you can't spend on alcohol. That's, uh, mm. um, they are adding a 1% lodging tax yes. for the uh, Milford, Milford Township, City of Milford. What is uh, City of Milford. Okay. Yep. Um, which is going to take it up to 7% total. 
the entire uh, establishment is going to cost roughly $30 million. It's going to include three fields, a soccer academy, yes, and uh, the training facilities. It's going to be beautiful. Are you going to be able to see it right from the highway, driving oh, past? They're going to cut those trees they down? They just built a business um, right in front of it. They but should demolish it. When they, you can still see it. I mean, <laughs> if you're... When they put the actual building of yeah. the training facility, you'll see that, and then you'll still be able to see some of the field, and you'll be able to see some practicing. So, Well, I guess they're expecting it to be ready by March, roughly about nine months from now. Um, so that's that's pretty exciting. Happy birthday to me. Um, the other news for uh, FCC, because they were on a bye this past week, um, their game on July 18th, which is at home in Nippert, uh, against Charlotte Independence is actually going to be broadcasted nationally on ESPN2. Oh, sweet. So that's pretty exciting. I'll be able to watch that one. Um, also exciting, tonight we have a special guest. Yes, we do. So tonight we have a special guest with us. Um, I still don't know how Ed happened to land. We have Lindsay Patterson, who is of the Cincinnati Enquirer. Um, she does a show Beyond the Stripes during Bengal season. And she is also a sideline reporter for your FCC soccer team. So, Lindsay, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. Doing good. Um, so you are from the small town of Sabina, correct? Yeah, you said it right. And people struggle with that one. But, yeah, it. it's a really small town. We have about two stoplights there. Oh, my gosh. Um, so Cincinnati is kind of a world of, of difference there. Um, oh, so, for sure. <laughs> so how did this small-town girl fall in love with, with sports? Okay, well, it kind of goes back to being 11. Um, my family, they've had season tickets to the Cincinnati Bengals game since before I was born. My dad was in high school. Um, they still have them, actually. And um, in the 2000s, when the Bengals weren't really that great, um, nobody wanted to go to the game with my dad. My, I have two older brothers, and everyone's like, I don't want to go and sit and, and, and watch them lose on a Sunday. So my dad's like, hi, do you want to go? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll go. I mean, I, I grew up going to my dad's football practices and kind of just playing around with the guys, um, but had never really had a huge interest into the NFL, and I was 11 at the time. And I went, and I had absolutely just this amazing time and I remember telling my dad that day because it was just our day together and we were walking out of the stadium and I was like I want to work in sports one day and I always would tell people that growing up um, junior high career day high school I'm like I want to be a sideline reporter Um, I would watch Aaron Andrews Sam Ryan Bonnie Bernstein were some of the sideline reporters in the NFL when I was a kid and just watching them and, and realizing, like, they have the coolest job ever. Every day is different. It can be so crazy. And I would just tell people um, that that's what I'm going to do. Being from a really small town, I had no clue what route or how I was going to take it or, or get to where I wanted to be. Sure. Um, I just I just knew I was going to have to work a little bit. It was going to be some hard work, <laughs> and, and it's always going to be that way. Um, it's never been about... I think maybe some people uh, think, oh, they, they people want to do TV for just to be on TV or, or, or money or anything like that. Uh, nope, not at all. 
half of the time my camera guy is telling me to fix my hair because it's probably a mess sometimes. Um, I'm too busy, like, thinking about my hit, and he's like, okay, Lindsay, you might want to brush your hair a little bit, maybe, you know. So it's really kind of funny with all that stuff. Um, it's the last thing I really pay attention to, which I probably should pay a little more attention to. Um, so, yeah, kind of going back to that, I was just, uh, it sounds so corny and cheesy, but just that, like, small-town girl with this crazy dream. And, um, you know, so, so feel like I have some work to do on my side. But, uh, yeah, so did they that's win that, that day, and that's why you fell in love? or? Yeah, you know, I, I always um, I always go back to that game. I remember everything about it and just going that day and being like, I'm hooked. I, I, like, I like sports. I want to do this for a living. I want every day to be like this. And I never had another option. And it was funny because when I was picking my major, um, it was broadcast journalism, and I remember telling my mom, I was like, look, I'm going to be a broadcast major. And she was like, that's great. We support you, you know, whatever you would like to do. But she said, have you ever had just kind of like a maybe backup? Not that she didn't believe in me. She's been my number one fan since day one, her and my dad. Um, but they both, you know, were just kind of like, okay, you know, maybe we're hoping that works out for you. We have no doubt that you can't, <laughs> you know, work hard to get there. But just kind of thinking of maybe like this back and I never had one at all I had no clue there was no other career I wanted to do um so uh, that's probably risky and I guess I don't really recommend that you probably don't want to go that route um <laughs> uh, but I've kind of always just been there and that, that's how I've how I've always lived and I've never really looked back on changing that I guess <laughs> following dreams I mean exactly. that's what we're doing right now so <laughs> yeah you should and while you were doing your, your major, you started interning with Mo. is that correct? Yeah, when I was a senior, and I tell kids all the time, kids, because I feel old now, um, <laughs> I tell college students all the time that um, one of the most important things, and I wish somebody would have told me this, and I've asked people for a lot of advice, and they've been super helpful, and that's awesome about this business, but when it comes to college, um, it's just the internship that I feel like is so important and yeah you learn stuff in the classroom but with broadcasting and communications and, and some majors I just feel like you you learn more on the job exactly. so my senior year um, I noticed that we had this internship at a radio station in Cincinnati one of the other girls I went to school with went there and did the internship and she loved it so I was like okay so I applied for the internship and I got it and it was promotions and promotions is like when you go to events and you're helping like the talent and stuff like that and just it was fun. It was different. It was really cool to kind of get your foot in the door for that. Um, but my internship was over after the first semester. And I remember going in and sitting on the sports side of the shows. And um, one of the guys there was Mo and Lance. And they're like, well, do you have an interest in kind of being my intern? And I was like, of course, I want to come back. <laughs> so um decided to stay at my internship for a year. Um, and I got more credits for it, but this is why I recommend it. I started at my senior year. I think people should start their junior year, maybe even sophomore summer before you go into your junior year of college. Interning is so, so important. Even if you don't get a college credit, just doing it is so, it's just so helpful. And the connections that you make, it, it just helps in that broadcasting business. So, yeah, absolutely. yeah I, um, I ended up working there for a year and I graduated that May and they offered me a part-time producing job, um, the, like two weeks before I graduated and I was like yeah totally I want to be a producer and I was like you're going to be my producer so um, I did that and obviously radio you know and part time I was going to have to work a couple other jobs that wasn't going to really cut <laughs> it um, just coming out of college so I ended up um, 
I knew I wanted to do TV. So I applied for a production assistant, morning assistant job for Channel 12 in Cincinnati. Um, ended up working there for two and a half years in the mornings, getting there about um, 2 a.m. And doing that about four to five days a week and staying until 10 a.m. And then going from there straight to the radio station. Um, I didn't have to be at the radio station until like maybe noon, but I would just go straight there and then just kind of come up with ideas for the radio show. Um, and then I would leave radio at seven and then I would go to bed. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so it was kind of insane. I did that for a while. Um, I was the radio producer for four years and I worked in television for production assistant for two and a half years. And then during football season, um, I needed to figure out how to get on the sidelines. <laughs> and sorry, I'm a rambler, guys. No, you're fine. Um, oh, no, you're and fine. I, <laughs> I just talk and talk and talk. Um, <laughs> and then uh, one of the guys that I worked with behind camera was like, hey, I'm shooting um, Friday Night Football for um, Time Warner Sports. And I was like, that's so cool. He's like, we need sideline reporters. And I was like, well, I want to do it. Can you give me the contact's name? So he gave me the contact's name, and um, I emailed him. like, look, I've never done sideline reporting, but I want to do it. I said, I- I've gone to locker rooms, you know, the NFL locker room, and I've interviewed players on radio. Um, I've talked to people on the phone, but I've never done a stand-up sideline reporting job, and that's what I want to do. And he's like, okay, well, what we can do here, we need some kind of tape from you. We can, um, can you just edit all your interviews and send them to me so I can just at least hear how you interview people and I was like yeah so I put that together and I gave that to them it was probably about two or three minutes of stuff just interviews cut up from going down the locker room or just talking to people on the phone via radio stuff um and he's like okay well we'll give it a shot um so I did that for four years um on Friday nights in the fall Cincinnati football it was a lot of fun high school football I think sometimes of course, the D1 stuff, Xavier or St. X and Moeller and all that was a lot of fun. But um, the crew I worked with was just really, it just made my Friday night so much fun. Even though it was long, some days I'd get to work at 2 a.m., leave radio, go straight to football. Um, so it was kind of an insane schedule. So you just didn't um, sleep. And like then with, with all of that, I would just, um, every year I always promised myself, I was like, add something new. How can you add something new? What can you do? And um, I added an arena host to Xavier basketball games, um, just anything that I could possibly think of. And then to not make this super, super long answer, um, but I remember <laughs> Joe Reedy, who used to write for or cover the Bengals. Um, he was like, hey, this is when digital shows were kind of com- becoming a thing. Right. Um, this goes back to like 2013. And he's like, we're putting together a, we want to do a Bengal show, something about the players, um, a little different than what everybody else is doing. And he's like, do you want to be a part of it? I was like, sure. So I met with the Enquirer at a coffee shop downtown. And uh, then with them, we're going into year six of Beyond the Stripes, which is insane and crazy to think about um, that it has worked out. I, I hope it has worked out. They keep bringing us back. So maybe, um, but that's always been a lot of fun. So it's been a crazy, um, it's been a crazy ride since college. Um, busy. Uh, I, I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. I kind of like that good overwhelming feeling, if that makes sense, where you're just super busy with a lot of different projects. Sure. Um, that yeah, exactly. sometimes you just can't even 
I don't even know, concentrate because <laughs> there's so much going on. But I like that. So hopefully that I answered your question. I know that was super long. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> um, so now what is it like being one of the few female voices? The only other name that I can come up with is Elise Jesse right off the top of my head. Um, you know, we also have uh, Kimmy Durkin kind of a little bit with her dad being involved with the Cincinnati Royals and then um, Trisha Mackey a little bit. Um, but generally speaking, we we don't have a whole lot of female voices in a predominantly male-driven uh, side of with, with sports. Um, so w- what's that like for you? You know what? I guess I didn't really think about it, um, to tell you the truth, because I feel like there is a lot of talented people um, in Cincinnati, and it could be from the sports side, um, guys or girls, to the new side. Um, I just, I guess I never really think of it that way. Um, but now, now I'm terrible at answering this question because I'm never really, you know, I don't, I'm not that impressed with what, what I've done, um, or myself, I guess, but, um, it's been a lot of fun. There's been a lot of support from the male and female side. So it's pretty cool, I guess. Very cool. So the beyond the stripe show, um, how is that going? Do you have any, any new content for this year? Anything that you guys are excited to, 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 to start on or anything like that? Player interviews or anything like that? Um, we normally start to break all that down and we'll sit down late, um, July. We usually have a show right before training camp and then during the season once a week, each player. Um, the goal is to always kind of change it up. We kind of did that this year. Uh, one of my favorite things and I actually does not involve me at all. Um, it's part of the show where Doc, um, sits down with the player and it's more of an in-depth conversation. Um, it can be serious at times and funny. We like our show to be funny and different. We want the sure. players to like to come on. My, my favorite thing about our show is when I go to the locker room and I ask the players to come on, they're always like, yeah, totally, I'll come on. I have so much fun. I want them to think that way every time we talk about Beyond the Stripes. I want them to be like, no, this isn't a drag. I don't want to do this on my off night because we do it on Tuesday nights, and that's their off day. Right. Um, so that's what I really like about it, that they enjoy it. But um, we'll start to come up with some different content or how we want to do the show this year coming up in about a couple weeks. So it'll be interesting, so stay tuned. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back for your six. Yeah, well, I mean, bringing it, making it fun, and it, it kind of brings out their personality, and, their, and not just the football side or the business side, but their, their actual personality. And I think that kind of shows, especially when you had uh, Andy Dalton versus uh, Chris Mack in the basketball shootout. What's uh, what's funny about that is um, we had that the first year for Papa Shot because Andy said he likes Papa Shot. Chris Mack is a huge Bengals fan. And um, going into the next year, Xavier reached out to me and was like, hey, Chris Mack had a really good time on your show. Let me know if you ever have Andy on again. Would love to have him back on the show. And, and just to hear him say that he, he liked it and exactly. he wanted to come back on and he made time in his schedule because they were starting practices and, you know, getting into basketball season. So that was really cool. Um, but yeah, we like to have a little fun with the guys. What that's one thing. I mean, you can talk about X's and O's all day, but right. you know what they want to talk about is what they have going on, and I find that more interesting than anything. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, have there any off-season moves this year that you're excited about? Uh, with this team, I think a lot of people they look at the O line and how different that's going to look. Um, I look more towards the draft of what they were able to do in the draft. I know they had Sam Hubbard a little higher, and, and they ended up getting when they wanted to. So that'll be an interesting pick on the defensive side. All the depth they have there. 
Um, when it comes to Billy Price, I'm interested in, to see how he is at center. Um, a guy who was a little bit limited in voluntary workouts, but he was still out there. That's what I was impressed with because he wasn't physically 100% cleared. He has been now. He'll be ready for training camp. But he was still observing and still going out there and non-tackle drills, of course. They were going pretty light in voluntary workouts. But I always sure. find that interesting for a guy to just come in and be like, I, I really want to learn. How can I learn? Give me you know, as much as I can so I can help this team. Um, and it's going to be a younger team when it comes to that. But the, but the O-line I find really interesting. And it's not a new addition, but William Jackson III, what he's been able to do, um, I felt like last year was more of his rookie season because he was injured his rookie season. Mm-hmm. And when you look at, if you're a nerd like me, you'll look at the pro football <laughs> focus numbers, and he's like, he's a scary dude. I mean, they're, the Bengals, and you started to see it late last season that they were putting him on some of the number one guys. Um, he His numbers against AB, they normally do a good job against Antonio Brown, but just things like that, what what he was able to do defensively and what he can do next year. I'm really interested in that. And I like the new vo- voices. Um, Terrell Austin on the defensive side, he's gotten some talent that he's coming in with. And, and I'm really impressed with him so far. I think a new voice on the O-line, too. Um, no offense to Paul Alexander, but I'm really interested to see how things change. Because Andy does need that protection. Yes. Um, I still think Andy, some people call me Andy, Andy Dalton apologist, but but I still think he has talent. You look around the league, um, you, the Bengals are pretty lucky to have him and the deal that they have him with oh, yeah, compared absolutely. to some of the quarterbacks who are getting a little overpaid right now. So sure. um, it'll be an interesting year, Joe Mixon, and year two. Um, I think his numbers will definitely be up too. And, and of course, going back to the O-line, that'll be helpful. Uh, but when it comes to any of the, the moves, I, I'm just really impressed with they were, what they were able to do in the off season. and, of course, bringing in Glenn and free agency from the Bills. So I, I'm a I'm a positive thinker. Sometimes people get on me for it, but um, <laughs> I'm, impressed with, I, I'm impressed with this team. And I think looking at the AFC North in general, of course, the Browns are going to be better. They have to be better. Um, I'm not really that impressed with what the Steelers did. Um, and, and it's just more for what they did here. to draft. And, I still think that they'll, they'll, they're going to be the Bengals' toughest competitor in the division, like always. Um, but I could see two coming from the North into the playoffs this year. And the AFC overall really isn't that strong. I think you look at the NFC, it, it's pretty loaded. And that's what's going to be really interesting as the season comes goes on. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking a 10-6 and 6 team. And that could change um, as the season goes on. But if you look on last season, and they didn't play their best in a lot of those games, right. um, they still found ways to win late. And I, I, I kind of – I'm sorry to kind of go back to last season, but, like, when they lost to the Texans um, and then they fell 0-2 and then they went into Green Bay. And, and I tell people this all the time, and it might not make sense, but I said I am more impressed with what this team has done at 0-3 than 0-2. Um, only because, and they had to fire um, Sam Peasy right after the Houston Texans game, but the way they went into Lambeau Field and just, they should have won the game. Unfortunately, they didn't. Um, I just, just watching that, I was like, this team, this team's going to be okay. Um, but man, they just had a lot of ups and downs last year and it'll be interesting. And it, losing Andrew Whitworth last year was, oh, uh, that, that was tough for them, obviously on the O line and Andy Dalton's protection. But I think they'll be better. I really do. I, I think 10 and 6, and I wouldn't be surprised to see, um, two, like I said, two from the AFC North into the playoffs next year. Now, one of the moves that we're most excited about is the addition of Preston Brown. And reason being is he actually went to our high school. Uh, he's a Northwest okay. High School alumni. 
So I don't know if you know anything about him or not at this point, um, how much research you've done on him. But, yeah, that's, that's one of the guys that we're most excited about here on our end. What I like about Preston Brown is he's a good talker, and that is so selfish. Oh, really? Um, he's a guy. <laughs> he's a guy who you can talk to and get an interview out of, and and I'm super excited to be here. And I get it. He's, he's coming home. Sure. Yes. Exactly. Um, for for the Bengals, and and one thing that he's going to have to do is obviously step up with Montez Perfect's a bit suspension early in the season. So, I think he's going to be a good locker room guy. And again, it's so cliche when you, you praise a guy who's coming in. Um, but they do. They need his help there. So I'll be interested to see how he does this season. But anytime I've had any encounter with him for voluntary workouts, um, he's been awesome. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. And obviously you guys will be cheering for him too. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Good to hear that he's uh, making a good name for himself already here in Cincinnati. Um, kind of switching gears, though. Uh, you're also a sideline reporter for FCC. Um, now, have you been with them as a sideline reporter since the inception of um, the club? Yeah, since day one. That's awesome. Feels like forever ago now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you still getting that same rush every time you step on the field, or, or do you still have nerves? Um, you know, just as maybe you know, as you did at the beginning, um, as the years and the games keep going on. Yeah, you know, I always get butterflies before FC matches, and it's crazy because we have twenty plus matches a year, and I still feel like the season flies by, and I want it to slow down, and it already feels like that right now. Um, but I, I think I was talking to a former sideline reporter or a sideline reporter or a broadcaster, and she told me, she was like, the day you stop getting that exciting feeling in the butterflies, then that's, that's not what you want. You, you want to feel that. Like, you want to be super excited to go out there and be like, okay, I have this huge rush. Um, and it's funny because I'll have it before the match. And I always have it after the match because I always call my mom when I leave nippers <laughs> as I'm walking back to my car. And I'm like, that was so much fun. You know, they've had a lot of success. So it's been a good time. Um, but, yeah, I, I do. I get that rush when I go to FC matches. I mean, the crowd is just insane. And it's really fun to feed off of that. So I do thank the crowd a lot. But the organization has just been it's been fun to work for them since day one. So what's it been like to watch this team go from day one USL entry level to now accepting an MSL bid? I said it the night of the uh, Major League Soccer announcement when we were sitting there at Ryan Geist, and it was the first thought that I had, and actually that morning, because we did a lot of looking back, because it was a pretty special day in Cincinnati. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I just said to pretty much our broadcast team and the people we were with, I was like, look, they've felt Major League since day one. I'm not surprised by this announcement. They belong here. They just do. Um, it, it's always felt that way, and, and that's credit to Jeff Burning, Carl Lidner, like all everybody involved from you know production side, organization, the club, the coaches. Everyone's just so professional that I just I always felt that they. I had no doubt that, that they were going to get there one day. Yeah, they give um, off it that was persona. an exciting. Yeah, it was an exciting day. It really was, looking back on that. But, but they've, they've always belonged. I really felt that way. So are you, like, really excited to see the club be able to continue on in Nippert for another year before graduating on to their next uh, stadium? Yeah, you know, on Friday we'll get to hear a little more about the stadium um, as they release some more information. So that's going to be a lot of fun to see what that's going to look like. It'll be cool to see that first match at Nippert next year. Um, it's crazy to think that March 2019 is not that far away. Um, it's not, they'll be not kicking at all. off again. Um, but yeah, no, Nippert will be fun to watch, but I'm also pumped to see what that stadium's going to look like when it's finished. 
So kind of more on the stadium, what are your thoughts on the stadium placement and how negotiations went down uh, with the city and everything? I mean, major credit to Jeff Burning and, of course, the city of Cincinnati. Um, that guy, he he was working. You know, he he worked really hard to he get that done. Hard, yeah. So. I, he did, like night and day, that he was working to get it done. And that's what I said the night of the announcement. I said, we are so lucky. The city of Cincinnati is so lucky to have Jeff Burdine because we're getting another pro- professional team, exactly. major league team in this city for the hard work that he put in. And, of course, the front office and the organization and, and the city of Cincinnati for working that out. I love the location. I was actually on a rooftop um, viewing the city this past Sunday and I was showing people I'm like that's where the stadium's going that's so cool like, you can see it from here so I think the location is perfect um, it's going to be great everything around it uh, I-, I love the idea of it going there um, and yesterday they're announcing where they're going to have their training facility in Milford and the pictures coming from that I'm like this is cool that this, thing this, looks awesome. this, this club is ready yeah this club is definitely ready to go so I think it's going to be really well done when it comes when it when it's all finished yeah i live in milford so i'm when i heard that news coming out and and just being i'm gonna be able to drive past it every day in my way to work that's gonna be pretty cool and then the you know that if we get the the uh the u.s cup here and and having those other teams from other countries come in and and practicing there that's it's gonna be crazy just to think about that yeah, you know, that's crazy to think about. But another cool thing about the training facility, the youth program that yes. SC Cincinnati is going to allow right. to use it, it's fantastic. I mean, you've got to start from the bottom and, and those youth programs getting the chance to go. I mean, just imagine those kids being like, I'm training here. Like, exactly. this is pretty cool. The major league team trains here. So I think that allowing them to do that is going to be really great for the it's, youth programs, too. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you recently pointed out that Coach actually uh, allows you to ask him questions during play um is that commonplace for the usl or is that just something that you get to do or Uh, you know i'm not sure how the usl um how other sideline reporters have access when it comes to the usl i'm very lucky to have alan koch as the coach um i tell people that all the time he's very resourceful and he helps us whenever we need it uh but one of the things i actually took that from julie stewart binks um, she was in town last year for the Chicago Fire match when ESPN covered the game in the Open Cup. And I was just, like, watching her because I did the, the radio broadcast. They did the TV one, and I watched her, and I was like, wow, she's, like, talking to Alan the whole time during this match. And she would go away and report, but, like, I would just notice her just having conversations with him. So I remember Alan bringing it up. Like, if you ever need anything during match, just let me know. And this past off season, I was kind of a nerd. Um, and I reached out to Jenny Taft and Katie Witham, um, both MLS, and Jenny does more of the U.S. Um, soccer stuff, too, and she's actually at the World Cup right now. And then I also talked to Julie, and I was like, hey, Julie, I just kind of want to get some information from you, FC. You know, I want to I do a good job going into this year. What, what can I do? How can I make the broadcast better? Because you always want to get better, and, and how can you add to it? And she's like, well, you know what? You have a coach who allows that access. Talk to him. Just have conversations with him. Um, find out why he did that. Talk about why they changed that. You see him talking to an assistant. Why are they Why are they changing things up out there? What did they do? Um, so and so looks a little tired. Was he talking to them? Are they bringing in a sub? He went down to the end of the bench. Who was he talking to? Bring information that nobody's going to get on Twitter, and that's the whole reason you're a sideline yes. reporter. What can you bring that someone can't just pull off the internet? So what I've stopped doing 
is I would have, and I have them in my back pocket just in case I would ever, ever need them, but I don't bring as much, like, story prep. I just allow the second half to be a blank sheet because that's going to take more effort from me. How can I bring more to this broadcast? So I'm going to have to talk to Alan. Alan's going to have to tell me something. Not that he has to, but (laughs) I'm going to get something out of him that I can tell the guys upstairs. And that's my whole goal is, like, what can I do to bring them information that they're not getting anywhere else because that's why I'm down there. I'm down there for a reason. Now tell them something they don't know. And, and, and he allows me also to be in the locker room, dressing room, at halftime. So I talk to him before he goes in, and he gives me a great answer, as always. And then I allow, he allows me to go into the dressing room. I stand over to the far side, and I listen to what he really tells the team each individual player. I write it all down, and I come out of the dressing room, and I said, yes, I just left. This is what he said. He told Richie Ryan, you got to play a little tight. Jimmy, you know, leave some space. And and just kind of adding more detail to what he really told them. Nobody else is going to have that. So getting that access has been really helpful, but also credit to Alan Koch because he doesn't have to allow me to do that, and he does, and he helps us. So it's really helpful for me. That's really awesome. Now, are you going to be moving up with the team to the MLS level? We'll all be finding that out soon. Very good. <laughs> so stay tuned. Well, we hope so. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, same. Just kind of piggybacking off our last question: Is that something that the MLS allows then at their level? Um, I know you mentioned Julie doing that at the uh, the U.S. Cup, but is that something just when they're doing regular match play um, that they allow there at the at the uh, MS- MLS level? Well, Julie told me she did it the whole time when she was at Major League Soccer. She feels like she's, she's like I kind of just did it on my own and and i and you know if the cow if the coach allow it's honestly the coach's preference sure. um i think the coach has to want to chat with you during that time and of, co- of course you don't do it you know and in, in intense times maybe when they're doing a corner kick or something crazy happening you kind of back away and let them do what they need to do and concentrate on the match but when there is a little time you can go over there and talk to them um i really think you just have to know the coach Sure. Not know him personally, but you have to know his style. Yes, exactly. Um, and that takes prep and talking to him in pre-games. And, of course, when you're prepping for a match, you talk to them a couple of days before it starts. You, you can kind of get that sense from them. And, and always ask them. I mean, the worst thing someone can tell you is no. Um, so she did that during Major League Soccer. And, and if we're all um, there in 2019, then that's something that I'll definitely be doing again. That's very cool. Um, yeah, obviously we wish you the best of luck in that endeavor. Um, so just kind of wrapping things up here, we have a couple of last few questions here for you. Um, just kind of get to know you a little bit better. Um, so what is your favorite sports moment ever? Oh, goodness. Um, I think I have a couple, and one will be fan and one will be working. Okay. Well, um, but my fan so. moment will de- definitely be um, – I was – at the Kansas City Bengals game in 2003, and it was Marvin Lewis's first year, and they beat the undefeated Kansas City Chiefs team. They were nine and zero. Peter Work took them Peter back. Peter right? yeah, Peter Work. I'm actually setting up an interview with him as we speak. Awesome. Um, and Peter Work had two great returns and really just changed the game to help the Bengals win. So um, that was a really cool fan moment. The atmosphere was awesome. And for a working moment, I would have to go back to the Open Cup last year. Um, a lot of people would say the Chicago Fire and then just even facing New York in the semis. 
Well, I'll have to go to beating Columbus Crew. The first yes. Major League Soccer win was really unreal and so cool. Um, I'll always remember that moment and just that rivalry for Columbus and Cincinnati. It was the start of something really special for last year. So getting to work that was really cool. That was the game when I realized I was starting to become a soccer fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people jumping on, and I'm totally fine with that. I think it's awesome. I tell people all the time, I'm please go if you've never gone and then just tell me how your experience was because absolutely. they always go back. And I, and I love that. Absolutely. So our last question that we have for you, um, what's your end game? What are your goals? Where do you want to be? You know, I, I tell people this all the time and it, and it might sound again, cliche or cheesy, but like I'm, I'm enjoying it right now. I'm definitely enjoying this ride. Um, it's always kind of been something that, like I said, I feel like you, you get that pressure of like, well, how do I get there? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then you just settle down. And, and Sam Ponder, I think she had said it once, and she's like, look, everybody has their own story and their own road. Nobody has the same one. You can give advice, but nobody's going to take that same route. And she's like, and you need to stop rushing to get to the top because one day you're going to rush and get there and you're going to be like, where's everyone at? Like, I'm pretty lonely up here. Like, this isn't, <laughs> I, I rushed my way, I rushed my way to make this happen, and, and you didn't get to enjoy the ride. So, I honestly can say that I'm really happy where where life is right now. Um, but personally and professionally, I always want to get better. And I'm always going to be my biggest critic. I'm always going to be harder on myself um, because I just want to be the best and do the best that I can. So, I'm having a good time now. <laughs> I can say that for sure. Good, good. Well, we don't want to take any more of your night. I know you're watching the match. Is it still 2 nothing? I am. I think it's 3-1. <laughs> it's 3-2, but, but oh, they're still two. leading. So. All right, good. Well, uh, we thank you so, so very much for your, your time tonight. And, uh, you know, we hope we can have you on again sometime in the near future, especially as uh, uh, FCC comes to a close at uh, the end of this season and Bengals season starts back up. Um, but, no, thank you again so, so much. No problem. I'll join you guys anytime. Thank you. Appreciate it. So don't forget to check out Lindsay Patterson. You can find her on Facebook at Lindsay Patterson, and you can find her on Twitter at LNDS Patterson. Um, again, that is LNDS Patterson uh, with the at symbol in front of the L. Yeah, that cool <laughs> little thing. Yeah. Uh, and while we're at it, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, pardon the punctuation, on Twitter, at PTP Podcast Cincy, on Instagram, pardon underscore the underscore punctuation, and you can call us at 513-818-2077 with your questions, comments, feedback, and hot takes. Also, check out our website at www.pardonthepunctuation.podbean.com. By the way, it's a big, a big, big week for us, dude. It has been. First, did you know that 1% of our downloads come from Sweden? No. Six episodes, or six downloads. That's crazy. I, I love, hey, I love Swedish meatballs, and I love Ikea. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Thanks, Sweden. I don't know who's out in Sweden, but thank you for they, listening to us. They rock. That is cool. Um, What else we got going on this week? Well, also this week, as predicted, we did surpass a thousand downloads, listens, it's all the same thing, but we've surpassed a thousand of them. You, the people, got us there to a thousand. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Um, And we, as we talked about last week, we're going to put together a competition for 
something uh, to win some swag because we just hit a thousand. So if you have any ideas as to uh, what kind of swag you want to see, we're going to put together the competition. Uh, so be looking out on our uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever uh, this week, and we'll put it out. Yeah, I'm thinking like a koozie. A koozie? I love koozies. Okay. Maybe a maybe a tumbler like yours, or you you want yours to be one of a kind. Mine is one of a kind, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I can look into that too. I can look into that too. Stickers, whatever. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, but we do want to see you guys out there with our swag. So um, be on the lookout for that. Um, outside of that, um, anything else going on this week? Um, no. Besides, you know, draft day. It was draft day. That's actually what I wanted to get to next. So, Jacob Evans, the third. Yeah. He's going to be number 10. Dub Nation. Ugh. Dub Nation. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Dub Nation. Of course you are because you hate LeBron James. What? Yeah, I said it. I didn't it. say I hated I LeBron said it. James. I said it. I mean, if LeBron James want to go, wants to go to Dub Nation, then... No. Okay. Then I'll stop watching the NBA. I'm not going to lie. If LeBron James goes to the Lakers, I could be a fan. Of uh, the Lakers? The Lakers. Who have to play Jacob Evans four times a year? I don't want him going to the Lakers. <laughs> Jacob Evans is going to win a championship next year. Well, then you definitely don't want him going to the Lakers. They actually, somebody, I don't remember what's, what channel it was, or radio station even, uh, but they even said that the Houston is actually good enough that Gary... And Jacob could face off in the first round of the playoffs. If Gary hangs on on that roster. Yes, that's true. He was another guy. Um, so Jacob Evans went 28th overall. Yes, he did. Um, a little bit lower than anticipated. I was cussing some. the Pacers out the whole time. Higher than anticipated by others. I was actually really hoping that he'd end up with the Chicago Bulls. I mean, I wasn't going to be mad at that either. Yeah. I was really hoping he'd end up with the Chicago Bulls. I wasn't going to be mad at as, all. As soon as they were on the clock, I was like, he could be with Sean Kilpatrick. Yep. Yep. It didn't happen. I was it a little did. sad. And then um, the Pacers didn't pick him. And right. the Pacers are doing nothing but ticking me off this I mean, week. You and I were literally sitting there texting each other. Right. I was about to go live. Forgot how to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. There's no way. Oh, I'm just wait. drinking my sorrows away. I'm just so sad. And, and then the Pacers <laughs> let go of Lance. Well, that's for good reason. He was a steal at $4.3 million. He wasn't. He gives you a good average 15 points off the bench. You know who they're targeting, right? No. Tyreek Evans. Bye. He's way better than No, Lance. he's not. He's not better than Lance. Oh Lance is God. a fan favorite. By who? The fans of the Indiana Pacers. No. All of them. No. Did you not read any of the Twitter comments? Sure didn't. Okay, well, I need you to read that kind of I'm stuff. Good. This I'm is where good. I get my facts. <laughs> facts are real. Oh my gosh! Um, so Gary Clark is now a problem. What are you doing, Larry Bird? He's now a problem. Gary Clark is now a problem. He is a problem. Houston, for the Houston, we Rockets. have a problem. <laughs> I hadn't even put that together. You found that on Twitter too. You really need to read Twitter. Oh my god, that's such a good joke. That only took well good, done. It only took like. Two minutes for somebody to That's tweet. That's awesome. Um, he signed a two-way deal. Uh, he is with the Houston Rockets. And also, what that means, two-way deal, he belongs to two teams. The G League team. There is no D League, as we've been. We'll yeah. get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. All right. Um, and then also belongs to the Houston Rockets. So he can drift between both teams. And that's fine. Um, 
The G League team that he belongs to is the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. What an awful name. I hope he just ends up in a Rockets jersey the rest of Yeah, whatever. Uh, he could be on the Rockets. Did, hey, speaking of the G League. Um, we'll did we'll you, get to that. We've got to get to the punctuation pardons. No, that's nothing to do with the punctuation right. pardons. Um, our boy Troy Cole Payne. Oh, yeah? The Magic are real. Like They got good feeling about him. They're bringing him up to the Summer League to play with the that? team in the summer. Maybe that's why he's not playing for the tournament. Or, or because he was playing overseas. But, yeah, that's a possibility. Hmm. Very good. Yeah. All right. Um, also, uh, the Big O won the second ever uh, NBA Lifetime Achievements Award. Shout out to the Big O. And I'm so mad at myself for not knowing. Like, I knew he was a great NBA player. Yeah. But I'm so mad at myself for not knowing what he did for the NFL players. In what regard? He was a big, like, he was a big part of. NBA free agency. Correct. He, what was it, uh, the NBA versus Oscar Robertson? Uh, there was a, a lawsuit case. I, I read uh, something in the Inquirer or maybe the Indie Journal or something like that the day after it was released. And I'm just I'm mad that I didn't know how much he's done for the players of the NBA. Um, he also was a big part of the lawsuit for the college players uh, getting their rights. That's true. Um, to where, like, EA Sports can no longer make these NCAA games, which because is sad to me. It, but yeah. uh, agreed, um, I loved college football, um, making my team and having the guys get drafted later on. Exactly, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but no, him and Ed O'Bannon um, headed the charge against uh, making sure that the players got their rights and right. that the EA Sports basically wasn't making money off their likenesses. Um, so yeah, he had a lot to do with that as well. Yeah, it's I mean, crazy. I'm just um, I I need to do I need to be a bit better I need to be better person be a better fan I need to be better just be better Ed I gotta be better be better I gotta be um, better <laughs> any news for the uh, the Bearcat Jam yeah so at the Bearcat Jam uh, we're still a couple weeks out from the tournament um, but there we're, we've taken some casualties oh so Biggie McCain has to have surgery. Biggie, biggie, biggie. So he will not be playing in the Bearcat Jam. We won't see. No, I'm sorry. Biggie McCain is not having surgery. Biggie McCain uh, had contract obligations and could not get um, permission from his team or whatever the contract said to be able to play in the TBT. Sometimes those contracts hypnotize me. That was weird. Uh, But Octavius Ellis (laughs) is actually having surgery. He um, so he's not going to be able to play. Okay. Um, so we picked up uh, Greg Williams and Jeff Robinson. Where they come from? Um, the Kentucky Enforcers. Okay. Which is the team that uh, Eric Hicks plays on, so I'm sure it was easy for him to pick it up. Oh, Jerry um, picking his boys. But I do have to kind of say this. Jeff Robinson is a musketeer. Oh. Yeah. He's but, allowed to play for the Bearcat Jam? You know what? I was checking out his stats for the Enforcers. He'll be a good addition. And he wasn't a part of any of the Xavier teams that I extremely hated. Just a little bit hated. So, I mean, that's good. As long as he's not friends with Kenny Freeze, we're all good. I don't think he was, actually. So. <laughs> but shout out to them for stepping up. Um, shout out to uh, Melvin. Um, if you check out Melvin's Facebook page or his Twitter page 
or the Bearcat Jam Twitter page, he's actually started a GoFundMe account. He's on a fundraising mission. He is. Um, he's looking to raise four thousand um, dollars. This isn't just for the players, but he's also looking to bus um, some youth basketball players up to Columbus for the game on Saturday to, you know, kind of give them an experience um, and to let them see, you know, what their drive and, and determination can progress are these, to. Are these underprivileged youth? Where are these kids from? I didn't say. No, they're from Wentwoods High School. Okay. They're from the YMCA, stuff like that. So, um, If you're not familiar, uh, Melvin Love is actually a tennis coach at this point of his career. And he's um, actually... For Wentwoods. And just a couple weeks ago, he announced that he is now the assistant basketball coach there you go. at Wentwoods as well. So, um, I shout mean, out he's still out here dunking. Like, he needs to be involved with basketball. He still puts... The videos out there, like he's still dunking, but he's he's got a he's got a uniform for God's sake for this tournament, which also released this week. Oh, the tournaments for the the um the TBT uh, made by Pumba Athletics. Shout out to Jay Z by who? Hove. No, they're made by who? Puma Athletics. You said Pumba. No, that's Timon and Pumba. Correct. I yeah, it sounded like you said. Pumba. I could have, dude. I got a four-year-old. Um, but Puma Athletics um, yes. made these jerseys. They're pretty sweet jerseys. If you look at them, they're kind of uh, they almost the, the trim on them almost look like the uh, Nick Van Exel jerseys. I was gonna say the they day. did change the design that originally was supposed to be. Well, the, I don't uh, think he knew that. The, he, nobody knew. Yeah, they only just, they only that. just announced the uh, the Puma deal with the tournament. Yeah. Um, this week. Yeah. So um, shout out to the Hove for making sure that happened. Another thing I read up on the Puma partnership is any player who makes it from the tournament into the NBA, uh, I believe, if I read it correctly, I think uh, Puma is actually offering this player, any of these players, uh, a contract with Puma Basketball shoe deal. Uh, so that I don't know if they're going to get like a signature shoe, but I right. imagine they'd at least be uh, endorsed. Which, that's half the battle right there. Whatever shoe they get will be much better than Lonzo Balls. Yes, that's actually a, f- a fact. Um, <laughs> a 100% fact. And it will been, be cheaper. It's been proven. It's science. Science. You can't argue science. I can't. Shout out to Sheldon Cooper. I mean, <laughs> I just can't do it. All right. Um, with that all being said, um, Ed. Yes, sir. We have a ton of punctuation pardons. Oh, that we do. Ugh. So let's start we off We had a rough week. I mean, in all fairness, that was our longest episode ever last week at an hour and a half. We were bound to make mistakes. That's true. So thank you for catching them if you did. And um, they did. And they did. And they did. Good lord. So I got a text from my brother, Greg, the next morning after we released the podcast. It's, as we've been calling it, the G League, not the D D League. Well, we, there was confusion as right. to whether the D League still existed. Used to be called the D League, but then they got a big endorsement deal with Gatorade, so now oh. it's called the G League. So that came from Greg, and I it see also what they came, did there. Yeah, it also came from Joe off Twitter, Joe, Joe Mayer. Um, Joe also decided, or also found for us that Devonte Boyd. He's different than Tyler Boyd. He's not Tyler Boyd. That's good. Yeah, that makes me feel better about his injury. Yeah, it makes me feel better too, and. Detroit City FC is not in the USL. They are actually in the National Premier Soccer League. Um, this was also brought up by Joe Segverse on a voicemail, but uh, the voicemail is not working right now. Um, the quality wasn't great. It yeah. wasn't good. Um, but they are the other, I guess, minor league soccer team in the U.S. Kind of like the little stepbrother. Yeah. Which yeah. It's kind of like Coleraine was in Northwest. It's fitting for Detroit. Yeah. 
Uh, Coleraine was never the little stepbrother to Northwest. Well, it felt like it. Nope. Um, it and then felt, we we felt like it. My senior year, we were zero ten, dude. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and then he also stated that after our podcast last week, uh, it was announced that the UC Miami game will be at Paul Brown Stadium and will be at eight p.m. on ESPN three. So it looks like you have gotten yourself out of a Kid Rock concert. That's can't wait for that question. What question? We'll we'll get there. Oh boy. So and then uh, shout out to Joe. Also, he sent us something, but we saw it as well for um, our kickball collarbone. So we'll we'll get to that later. We'll though. get to that. Yes. But thank you to you three for listening and being a part of the folks who pushed us over that one thousand download mark this week keeping us on our toes too we do make mistakes and we're more than happy to point out the mistakes that we make so keep them coming thank you i'm gonna make that sounder (laughs) pardon the punctuation i'm gonna get two of them yours and mine (laughs) i'm gonna cut those out that's gonna happen (laughs) anyway um it's that time rounding third um ed you just were talking about it are you sad that i'm not gonna be making it to what would have been my first country concert if you can okay. call, I'm not okay, even sure. If it's not call, even a country concert. You, I mean, the opening act is country. Oh, I'm not sure Kid Rock's Gilbert. completely country, but it's rockabilly. It's hillbilly. It's, it's amazing. rock. It's Kid Rock. He needs to cut his hair. It's a sign that because I have tickets to this other game, that I should not be at a country concert. I don't. I don't know that it's a sign. <laughs> I don't know that it's a sign. Uh, I was hoping you'd be there with me, rocking blue jeans and a rose- rosary. <laughs> um, that is a Kid Rock song. Shout a, a out, wife bee. Huh? No, no, he doesn't wear. Th- yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He uh, absolutely does. I, I mean, I'm sad you're not going to be there. Ah, that makes one of us. I'll drink a beer for you. I'll drink one for you as well um, as I'm watching Miami take on my Bearcats. But I guarantee you, I'm not going to have a voice the next day. Uh, that's fair. Yes. Just make sure it's back by the time it's time to record. But here's a here's a good one. Go on. Chris Stapleton's now going to be in town. For what? Chris Stapleton is a singer. I mean, I get it. For but he's going to be in town for a concert. The same day? No. All right. Because it's at the same place, so they wouldn't do that. But we might have to talk about that one. I'm good. Okay, fine then. Yep. All right. He's even more like bluegrass and yeah, I'm all the way Dude, good. he's awesome, especially with JT. Cool. Okay. Have fun. Whatever. I mean, it's amazing. Eh. So we talked about Jacob uh, and Gary being drafted into yes. the NBA. Will you buy a Gary Clark or a Jacob Evans jersey? Well, Gary Clark has to make it up to the league. It will happen on a permanent basis. He's a problem. Uh, I don't. I haven't bought an NBA jersey in a long, long time. Like mm. since middle school. Okay. Maybe, maybe early high school. I bought one. Six years ago, um, if I was to get a basketball jersey again, I would probably get a Bearcats jersey before I got an NBA jersey. If I was to get an NBA jersey, I would probably get a Sean Kilpatrick Chicago Bulls jersey. Okay, that's fair. Before I got a Jacob Evans Golden State, because I'm still rooting on him getting traded. Uh, as they try to put together the building blocks for a team that's going to lose to one of LeBron's East Conference Whatever. teams. Um, but yeah, I just hate that he's there with them at that awful dynasty. Are you upset that you did not jump on the throwback '92 team um, Under Armour jerseys? Uh, 
I have one. I know. I don't know. I think I'd rather they brought back the Jordan jerseys. Yeah, that's a good point too. They were ah, oh, those were my favorites. Hey, can you throw me a beer? I got something in my throat. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, we're gonna get to what's in Ed's fridge. Well, I need something now, or else I want people to talk. Well, cut this out. Just grab whatever you want. That was good. That was good. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. What's in Ed's fridge? Um, I don't think I'm gonna like this. this Are you excited that my basketball season tickets have officially been purchased? I am. We are right on an end, so we're not going to have to walk past people um, in an 18th row in one of the corners. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm excited to see how that all goes down. I'm excited, too. Um, what, what are you doing? Oh, thank you, sir. Um, so, definitely take your wonderful wife to every game that you can, but uh, any game that she can't make it to, just know I'm here for you. Well, keep that in mind for uh, football season as well. Like this song said, I'll be there. And this beer is pouring all over my pants. <laughs> it's your turn. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, Did you watch the big three? No. Oh. Okay. Well, it was entertaining. Okay. Nate Robinson, he's back. Yeah. Um, Big Baby. Glenn Davis? Isn't he in trouble? I thought so, too, but he's playing. Until he isn't. Until he isn't, right. Yeah. Um, who else is in that? So we got Max Seal. Kenyon Martin. Uh, the Birdman? The Birdman had a wonderful block. Shot it back, put it up for a dunk. It was it was beautiful. Look was that it as good as LeBron's block on Andre Iguodala yes. in the finals? Yes. No, no block yes. has ever been that good. It was... I put it on our Facebook page. Check anyway. it out. Um, is that your whole question? Yes. All I right. was asked if you watched the big three. Um, so you're meeting somebody on Saturday, right? That I am. Who are you meeting? I'm meeting Melvin. Melvin Levitt. Oh, the helicopter. Yes, sir. What are you meeting him for? Um, apparently, I won a prize pack. How excited are you? I'm pretty jacked. <laughs> I'm pretty jacked. He was going to mail it to me, but I said, uh, let me save you some postage, and uh, I'm just going to meet him before I go into work. Huh. How about that? And I'm definitely going to bring my Melvin Levitt jersey <laughs> in hopes that he'll sign it. There you go. Very good. Yes, sir. Hey, um, how about your sister being a Patriots fan now? Ah. Uh, so, she's in an interesting place. Um, obviously, though, she's moving to Massachusetts, and... Uh, yeah, she's gonna be she's gonna be two hours from Boston. She's gonna be a lot closer to two hours from Mark New Wahlberg. York. That was pretty good. Um, if I didn't know, if I didn't know better, I thought you were Alicia. I, I mean, on the keys. So yeah, um, uh, they're already a house divided. Um, oh, with my sister being a Bengals fan and her husband being a Chiefs fan, and so. My nephew's very confused as he constantly is rooting, beat the Bengals, beat the Chiefs. He doesn't Your nephew's even... also an L.A. Dodgers fan. I mean, no, he's really not. Oh, he's okay. a Royals and a Reds fan, if he is even into baseball. Kansas yet. City. Yeah, I... Interesting. Jason, Jason's from Kansas City. Oh, gotcha. Hence the Chiefs. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, I, think I should put those two together. <laughs> 
Pardon the punctuation. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, free agency begins before our next podcast. Where do you NBA? think LeBron ends up? I still think he ends up in L.A. somewhere, whether it be with the Clippers or the Lakers. I just, I know, well, maybe not because it was defunct or debunked. Um, and Lonzo Ball is still a Laker until he isn't. Right, but I don't think he will be. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe he'll just throw a complete curveball and go to Golden State. For me, it's still either going to be Cleveland or I, I swear to God. I think he, he might end up back in Miami. I don't think so, because I don't think D-Wade's going to play that much longer. There's too much that they would have to move. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be able to, which is why I think he's just going to end up in Cleveland on another one-year contract. Or I guess it's a possibility. Because I don't know that there's anywhere that's better than... I mean, if he stays in Cleveland, it just guarantees that Jacob Evans gets a, a championship. Hashtag Dub Nation. Anyway. Yep. I can't read my own handwriting on this one. Hold on a second. Uh. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. Are you excited that Planters is revamping and re-releasing their cheese ball canister? No. No? I saw that. But no. That was my childhood, dude. I, we didn't. We would eat those at the PRF pool all the time. I, I Nope. I, nope. Mm. I thought that was going to be a better question. I'm sorry. That's all right. Go for it. You were so excited. I was a little. So, there's a rumor going around that a another podcast was not able to get press passes uh, yes. to the basketball tournament. Yes. So, uh, O-Varsity, uh, they put, put out an episode this week. And they've been emailing the same email address as us, and they haven't been able to get press passes. They're not responding to them, which sucks because they're good people. I, I, I wish they could they could get it. Matter of fact, he's the number one exactly. He's fan. A, he's the number one fan. If they if they win the tournament, the guy from O Varsity, what's his name? Uh, Spencer. Spencer. Yeah. So if if the uh, if the the Bearcat Jam wins this tournament. He's in line for what forty stacks? I think it's forty thousand. Yeah, that's crazy. It's it's and stupid he can't crazy. Even get a press pass. I know, and we got one. But hopefully, I mean, I'm, I'm not here. I'm not here to brag. I just think it's crazy. I think it's crazy because he's that many press passes have gone. I I have this theory that after Trisha Mackey was announced as a coach, all of a sudden the local news stations want to go up there. Maybe but who knows? Hmm. I hope they, I hope they can get something done, but. If they if they don't, then you know, hmm. I'll I'll try to give them a shout out on TV. All right, yeah. So, um, how cool was it to have Lindsey Patterson on tonight? I mean, I was. Uh, I am not pleased with the way that I I think the interview went. You were fine. I think I was a bunch of a, a ball of nerves. And uh, I think pre and post interview has been entirely different on this show, um, but no, it's it's good to to get those things going and to yeah. to have put um, some feelers out to some people who um, have been in the industry. A um, B can can offer us some insight that we wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, she was a great interview. She was um, awesome. And uh, no, I'm just really excited that she 
even took the time, especially on match night, while the match was happening, right, right. Uh, to sit with us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she literally just sat with us, and, and she couldn't have been a better interview. Um, she was awesome. Just her stories, I thought were great. Yeah, I shot her uh, a message a couple weeks ago. She said she was willing to come on. I was going to try to get her on this week, and I got sick last week and shot her a message yesterday, and she's like asking if she'd come on next week, and she said, I can come on this week. And I was like, that is awesome. Just a bubbly personality. And, she's pretty and cool. Wonderful to talk to. Like I said in the interview, we've been we've been listening to Mo for a while, so we've heard her since she was a producer there, and it's pretty cool to see her, uh, her career grow. So it's, that was awesome. Pretty cool to be in a place where people like that want to take time with people like us. That's true. That's so absolutely true. That was way cool too. So just a bunch of us just living dreams and doing doing the damn thing. So I did want to ask her about Bill Cunningham though. I should have done that. I wanted to ask her how she deals with these soccer players' names. She was great. Maybe she'll do another show with us. So. Uh, <laughs> send us your questions that you want to ask Lindsay Patterson next time she's on with us in a couple months. <laughs> If she's gracious enough to do another interview with us. Absolutely. In any case, it's about that time. What's in Ed's fridge? What is in Ed's fridge? Since we've already struggled to get in Ed's fridge once. Yeah, that that, that, was, that happened. I'll review this one, though, because this is actually pretty good. All right. That's the one you're doing? Yep. All right. Um, I have Mount Carmel oh, Take yes. Home IPA. With blends of Cascade, Citra, and Zithos. Mount I don't Carmel. Even know what that means, um, but it sounds real good. Another East Side establishment. Another one. That was pretty good there. That wasn't bad. Um, yeah, so it's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. I just remembered your wedding day. Oh, God. <laughs> and the bus driver. And you kept calling him Rick Ross. Uh, and you just kept going, huh? <laughs> 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 Hey, Rick, do you mind stopping so we can get some water? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, hot, that bus was hot. It was. The whole day was hot. Uh, it um, was a good time, though. Yeah, I don't see any of the normal stuff that we usually read on here. I don't see alcohol percentage on here anywhere. Uh, nope, nothing anywhere yeah, it happens. on my beer. Let me look at mine. I am drinking a Samuel Adams Latitude 48 IPA. It's in the Hopology collection. Ooh. Yeah. It's so hoppy. Yeah. Let's see. When was this? Um, Why was this born in December 2013? Has this been in my fridge that long? Man, I don't know. That's why it blew up. Um, Yeah, this definitely has... uh, the hoppy, citrusy taste. It's a trifecta of Northern Pacific hops, delivering tropical fruit flavors and intense aromatics. Not bad, Mount Carmel. I would drink it again. This is the Bold IPA. Features five varieties of hops, <laughs> including mosaic hops from the Pacific Northwest. These Varieties is a tough word for you, huh? It is. Parted the punctuation. <laughs> I think we're good. Okay, sorry. These add a burst of citrus notes to the distinct layers of German, English, Jesus and other Christ. American hops, all from growing regions near the hop belt of the 48th latitude. Cheers. Why did they write so much on a bottle? Good Lord. It was hard to read, but you know what? All right. That's our show tonight. Thank you, Lindsay Patterson. Thank you, Reds, for giving us something to talk about. Finally. Um, That's a good point, too. Yeah. 
other than that, thank you, listeners, getting us over a thousand. We're gonna give you thanks right back um, with a, a prize of some sort. We'll yeah. let you know. Check us out. We'll figure it out. So check us out. Facebook, pardon the punctuation. Twitter at PTP Podcast Cincy. Instagram, pardon underscore the underscore punctuation. Phone number 513-818-2077 with your questions, comments, feedback, and hot takes. Check us out www.pardonthepunctuation.podbean.com. On behalf of myself and Ed, have a great night. Cheers. Cheers.